Welcome to Bridging Chicago, a podcast that aims to connect our listeners to Chicago's business, community, cultural, and charity leaders. Brought to you by SATC Solution Center, L3C. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bridging Chicago. I'm Savannah Roundtree, and sitting with me today, we have Mike Smith, the co-CEO of Termax and the president of Termax Charities. Mike, thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure being here. And also sitting with me, again, we have uh, one of the partners at SATC. We've got Bob Tepper sitting with us. Bob, thanks for joining us today. Savannah, it's my pleasure to be here to do this and to spend some time with Mike. Yep. So uh, Termax is a, I was going to say what Termax is about, but uh, you're the CEO, so maybe I should just uh, just hand that over to you, actually. Okay. Uh, Termax is a manufacturer Mm -hmm. uh, of metal parts uh, and also injection molded plastic parts. Okay. Uh, 90% of what we do is uh, in the automotive world. Mm Mm-hmm. There's, uh, we supply parts to pretty much every GM, Ford, or Chrysler car built anywhere in the world. Okay. Um, we make the little fasteners that hold all of the, your instrument panel in place, your A-pillars, your everything plastic inside your car. Okay. Um, we hold that together. Your headliner, we'll hold the headliner in place. Uh, so we're a fastener company, uh, but it's all specialty, very specialty fasteners. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's little clips basically, that we make. Uh-huh, just a really small family-owned business. <laughs> it used to be. Every, yes. It used to be a small family-owned business. Right now, we make about 9 million clips a day. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, you'd be surprised that, that years ago, they used to use screws to hold your car together, uh-huh. you know, your door trim and all those plastic pieces on your car. Sure. They don't really use a lot of screws anymore. Okay. They use uh, little snap clips. Okay. That type of thing. And so that's really what so we do. So you guys make all of we those? We make all of those. For like I mean, most of, of them, the cars that people are driving in all America. Of, all of the American-made cars, the all GM, right. Ford, Chrysler's, yeah. And then we yeah. also do uh, Tesla, of course. Uh, oh, of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, you know, Toyota, you know, and, okay. and uh, the other, you know, a lot of the transplants. But our major focus is the big three, okay. the Detroit three, we call them nowadays. Yep. Okay. So. So um, from my research, let me just tell everyone that not only is Mike Smith a very difficult name to search on the <laughs> internet, I'm guessing you didn't recently get fired from the Buccaneers. No, I haven't been fired since my dad did that 30 years ago. Um, uh, but right. uh, this Mike Smith that we're talking to is a relatively unknown entity on the internet because I usually do like a lot of background research about people we get, but you're really difficult to find information on. But what I do know oh, is no, that Termax really was founded in 1971 by your father. It was. So correct. you want to tell me a little bit more about that? Sure, sure. Uh, he used to work for a company called Berg Electronics. Okay. Uh, they made uh, electrical terminals. Mm-hmm. Uh, those brass terminals, you put a female and a male together and you, you, electricity will go through them. any rate, uh, he left there and like a lot of people do, they go in competition with their previous employer and all that stuff. So he, uh, he, uh, bought a die. It's a, uh, in the stamping, it's just the, you know, tool and die. It's okay. a die that mm-hmm. he bought. Uh, he farmed it out to somebody else and he started making some electrical terminals. Mm-hmm. He sold that to Whirlpool. Okay. Um, okay, that was his first customer. Yeah. And so that's, believe it or not, that's how we got our name, Termax. It was terminals with oh, maximum reliability. Okay. 
We haven't made a terminal in about 30 years, but uh, we, you know, it doesn't yeah. really make name sense stuff. to change yeah. the name. Uh, and so that's really where we started. Mm -hmm. He built the company. You know, it was a small family company mm -hmm. uh, growing up. Um, I remember going in the refrigerator and you knew dad didn't get paid this month, okay, or this this quarter because mm -hmm. uh, the only thing in there was ketchup you know that's the way that that it was growing up all right yeah. starting a new company and you have to suffer for a long time uh, and so um, and that's really what ended up happening we ended up about eight nine years later uh, we were making terminals for a long time for the major for basically the major appliance industry okay. uh, general electric whirlpool mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Admiral, uh, refrigerators and Speed Queen and people like yeah. that. Okay, uh, and and then um, General Electric down in Louisville asked us if we wanted to make some clips for them. Okay, right? that's how we got into where yeah. we're at today. Uh, and so GE um, and we were saying, hey, you know, we, we looked in the refrigerator. My dad did, and said, "There's no food in there, so we got to do something to get some food going." All right. Yeah, we'll take a job. <laughs> we'll take anything we got. <laughs> Uh, and so they, that's really what ends up happening. And so we end up, uh, uh, or he did, he ended up uh, doing clips and, okay. and fasteners. And then we, um, I went to work for him in 77, 78. Okay. So was uh, that sort of always the plan? It was going to be like a family business? No, you were just, work I there? just kind of did it. My older brother went off to college and he became a, a CPA, an accountant. Mm -hmm. My little sister went off to uh, uh, Europe and became an accountant. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, and I, there was no money for, well, that's what the story I tell. I don't know if it's true or not. My dad may say something different. But there was no money to send me to college, so I had to go to work. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so, at any rate, it, we did that. And it, it's, uh, there's about six of us at the company. Okay. Uh, and I was 20 years old, eight, yeah. 19, 20 years old. Um, we developed or we bought a patent called the wall grabber, it's a wall anchor. Okay. Uh, at the time, uh, and that started taking off, and my dad kind of went and did that. I made the company made the parts, and then he went and and sold this wall anchor. Uh -huh. It was pretty cool. It was every every uh, um, uh, Kmart at the time they were big, and Walmart's wow. were big, and it was good. Uh, did real well. All right, yeah. and then they didn't sell as well as we hoped, and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden everything started coming back, and so mm -hmm. they're they're a rough company to deal with. But yeah. they, they're all on turns, and so if it doesn't sell, then it comes back. So at any rate, um, I was at Termax. He was out doing that stuff, and mm -hmm. uh, cocky little Mike Smith here, and I just thought, <laughs> you know, the world, you know, at 22 years old, you think you're, you're pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and so we would fight all the time, and then he fired me. Okay. okay, so but you know it's good. It's pretty rough to get fired from the it's family. It's pretty business. rough to get fired from your own <laughs> from dad. From your dad, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I left there. He continued with Termax. Yeah, it was you know a little small little company, you know, uh -huh. a couple million dollars in sales. Uh, sure, you know some people 20... have a different standard for small companies. Well, I guess but... okay, yeah, right. Well, compared to what we are now, sure. Okay? Oh yeah, no, That's absolutely. What I mean by that. Yeah. I left and I went into the lighting industry of all things. Okay, okay. Uh, I went to work for a lighting company. Uh, and, you know, did pretty well there, mm -hmm. right? And then uh, my brother, he was a CPA all the time, right? Sure. And so, about ten years after I got fired, okay, uh -huh. uh, he went. Uh, my dad kind of wanted to 
uh, retire or stop and all that stuff. And, yeah. and again, it was about two and a half, maybe two and a half, three million, 20 employees. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went to my brother and said, Bill, you want to come in and, you know, buy the company from me. All right. <laughs> Bill said he didn't like all the, all of the hours and the stress of being an accountant, you know, a CPA, okay. you know, uh, you work, a. Uh, 190 hours one week and you're working you know during tax season it's just it's rough uh and so basically bill then came to me and Mm -hmm. said that um you know would i like to go with him to buy the company Uh because i know it and bill never really worked in the company sure okay so the first things out of my mind is yeah i've always loved the company i'm sorry i got fired but his dad's still there okay <laughs> like yeah the old boss fired me it wasn't like we weren't talking it. we were talking you know yeah. it's but you know uh and so i basically said yeah i'll go if you protect me from dad okay <laughs> that's, that's the story i heard as long as I, uh, that's so true yeah what i heard is when he asked bill is bill's like yeah only if mike goes with and yeah and then i had someone had to protect me from dad yeah you know it, it, so you gotta really sense that from your like, company again. right it's yeah. not pretty okay um uh, I make it sound like we have a bad relationship, but we're. Well, I couldn't imagine going into business with any of my family members. It's not easy. It's it's not easy, especially when your own your own family is ready to fire you, and then and then I go in with my brother. So, uh, so any rate, uh, so we came in, we bought the company. Mm -hmm. Uh, It took a little bit, right? Because then all of a sudden, now my dad's having fun again. Okay, and so. He didn't. Now that he's not in charge of all. Now that he's not doesn't have the stress. The stress is on us. So we said, Dad, we came to buy the company. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) So the company was doing about two million, Mm -hmm. two and a half, three million, twenty employees. Uh, That was twenty years ago. Yeah, I know you're a quite a bit larger now. We now now have four hundred and. Uh, 30, 440 yeah, employees. Yeah, I've seen you've got locations in Canada, Mexico, China, and South Korea. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, well, we just we recently closed South Korea. We sold okay. that off. Uh, but yes, uh, being in the auto industry, uh, again, there's not a car that we don't have parts right. in. Um, I, we have to follow where the where they build sure. cars. Okay, uh, you know, we get. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of patents. That we mm-hmm. have on, on a lot of different parts, you wouldn't think a little, little clip can get a patent. But yeah, and, I, and I think you should understand when Mike says he has patents, he means he personally developed. Yeah, some I of these personally products. did, or I have a team that you know, we do this stuff and all those things. And so, you know, you, you say that, you know I have 92 patents. Okay, it seems a like a lot. Patents. Okay, it does seem like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but when you really do perspective, they give away more than 10,000 patents every Wednesday. Okay, seriously. Sure. Okay, I mean, I'm serious. They give, the U.S. Patent Office gives 10,000 patents a week. Yeah. And I've got 92. So in the big picture of things, I sound pretty cool, but not really. Okay, not really. Uh, and so, but there is, when you do that, you know, there, there are certain cars that they, that they build, not around us by no gosh darn reason. Uh, but, you know, they kind of have to use some of our stuff. Well, yeah. I don't have to do anything, but you know, we make it kind of easy for yeah, them. Yeah, if you to want your car parts to stick together and make a well, car, yeah. it seems like you need some things to fasten them. You're together. too young, but you remember the old days. Bob for sure would remember the old days. Thanks, okay? Mike. Yeah, okay. Uh, but but uh, when they when your dashboard used to creak, okay, you ride down the road, you hit a bump, and the whole thing, your instrument panel will go oh. creak a little bit. 
you're too young. No, we had a we had a. I'm trying to think of the model of the car, but we had a really old Buick when I was okay. growing up. So sure. I remember some creaking. So happening. they don't have that. Doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, they don't really creak like yeah, that. Yeah, my anymore. car doesn't creak at all. No, uh, and a lot of that's due to the fact they've gotten rid of screws. Yeah, like the screws kind of back out after mm-hmm. a while, and it, and it becomes creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a word that you don't use every day in a podcast. Creepy. <laughs> yeah, creepy. Yeah. Uh, so that's really what it's all about. We manufacture mm-hmm. in uh, uh, Lake Zurich, Illinois. Right. Um, we've got, uh, that's where 90% of our manufacturing is. Mm-hmm. We're one of these odd companies that uh, we export all over the world. Okay. And when I say we have places in China, Mexico, South Korea, Europe, uh, we are actually an export company. About okay. 30, 35, maybe even 40% on a given month, we actually is our value of export. And we export to China. We are okay. an oddball company that we can actually make parts less expensive here in yeah. Lake Zurich, Illinois, than I've got a small factory in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only reason we really have it there is because the Chinese people want things made in China, just like Americans want things made in America yeah. and all those kind of good things. Um, and so, you know, we will manufacture things there, but realistically it costs us more to manufacture in China. Okay. The reason for that is because of our volume. You know, sure. Again, when I say we do 9 million parts yeah, a day, a day, a day right? a lot of parts. It's a lot of parts, you know, so we can, we automate a lot, mm-hmm. Ronnie, uh, and, the volume itself is so large that we're able to 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 use that and uh, and you know become very efficient at what we do. Yeah. Right. And so, and we found out a long time ago in China. China's not the cheap place that people think it is. All right. Interesting. It really, truly isn't. Um, you know, your labor might be cheap. Sure. But because your labor is so cheap, it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Let me try to explain to you why why yeah. I say that. Um, here in the States, you know, we'll pay somebody 15, 20 bucks an hour to run a machine. Sure. Running. Uh, and so your encouragement is to have that guy run two, three, four machines. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. You want to automate as much as you can mm-hmm. so that guy can run more machines. In China, you're paying somebody 250 an hour mm-hmm. or, any, or maybe less or thereabout. So there's no encouragement for that. So what they end up doing is they'll throw one person at every machine. Yeah. Where we'll, you know, and when you have more people, less quality, mm-hmm. right? people make mistakes. Um, and so if you put systems and or processes in place to where you can get it, um, you can get more out of somebody, or right? yeah. more out of the machines themselves, uh, we find that we can, we can beat China hands down. Again, because of our volume, yeah. Ronnie, if you're doing onesie twosie, low volume, well, that's that gets a little harder. Yeah. But in our case, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's something that I like to brag about that yeah. we're a, that we we take them on. Yeah. Ronnie. So ninety percent well. of your things are manufactured yeah. in Lake Zurich. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. 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 I didn't realize that. Probably ninety-five percent. Wow. Right. So yeah. we have some some manufacturing in China, mm-hmm. right? But for the most part, it's a warehouse for us. Uh, we we ship over container loads of clips every week or two, um, and we do the same thing down in Mexico. We it's just a wow. warehouse down in Mexico. Yeah, that's really incredible. Yeah. So something you cool. sort of glossed over is mm. you had so you're saying when you went back into the company with your brother, you were at about 
20 employees or mm-hmm. so, yeah. two to three million dollars, and now you said you're at 450 employees. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's talk some years. more about what goes into the sort of transition from just working in Lake Zurich to having just a handful of employees to working in the global markets and having 450 employees like <laughs> across the... Well, there, you, you, you don't just wake up and say, boom, I'm going to be 140 or 400 well, employee exactly. business, okay? It, it, it happens over time, yeah. okay? Uh, and it's, it happens with a lot of... I used to have hair. Now I got none <laughs> already. Uh, it, it, it happens because you, know, you service and... Mm-hmm. and it's the love of doing what you do. And uh, if you have a smile on your face, if you really, really, truly enjoy what you do, mm-hmm. people will come flocking. Yeah. They truly will, Ronnie. And it's always, we at Termax really, we strive, okay? Not, not every day is a joyful day, believe me, <laughs> Ronnie. But we really do try to have fun, Yeah. okay? Uh, and the employees really do try. My job is basically a cheerleader nowadays, just trying yeah. to get everybody to have some fun. All right. Uh, if they enjoy what they're doing, people truly, truly enjoy what they're doing. It, it, it's not the money anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to pay people. They got to live. They got to yeah. have a good wage. But I'll tell you what. I mean, if you really enjoy, you're getting an extra 15, 20% labor out of mm-hmm. every every dollar you're, you're putting up. Yeah. Because the guy's going to think about this as he's, laying in bed or he's taking a shower or whatever it might be he's gonna think about uh the day or you know how to make this thing better or whatever it might be and so it's it i don't know i just figured that out a long time ago yeah and then also with the customer base it's just mm-hmm. that they want to they want someone they can trust sure they don't want to no one wants to feel like they're being sold mm-hmm. already they want to be able to have a part that's a good value that they can trust and know i mean i would go to everybody and say guys this is a clip. Yeah. Three cents a piece. <laughs> Do you really want to worry about a stupid clip? Okay. And so it really got down to the point to where, you know, these engineers that we deal with all the time, they're into making this instrument panel real pretty. Uh-huh. Okay. And making the fit and function and and, and the, the, the coolness of the panel. Mm-hmm. All right. Nobody wants to think about a stupid clip, a yeah. fastener. Okay. <laughs> so we've kind of taken advantage of the fact that, that, we really love what people, other people really find kind of boring. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and that's kind of, so we've become, in a lot of ways, for the big three, the GM4 Chrysler, mm-hmm. we've become their go-to department. Yeah. Okay. We're their, we're kind of their clip department. I know, mm-hmm. I know if they heard this right now, they would say no, but that's, uh, but that's kind of where it is. If they trust you, they're going to come to you. Yeah. Ronnie. And so that's what we've really, really, truly tried to build over mm-hmm. at the company and doing it the right way. Yeah. Not doing it through through deception, doing it through, uh, you know, if you, big business gets a bad bad uh-huh. rap sometimes, and they deserve it sometimes, yeah. okay? Uh, that they, you know, they're out taking advantage of people, mm-hmm. taking advantage of customers, taking it, you know, and they're all run by, uh, by accountants that are, you know, uh, don't let my brother hear that either, say, okay? I uh, think you, half your company is <laughs> an accountant. Uh, but, you know, it's it, if you're truly trying to give the customer what they want, mm-hmm. okay? Sometimes letting them know what they want, but you just got to give it to them anyway, yeah. right? And that's usually good quality, good service. Make their life so easy that they don't even have to think about what you're providing them. Yeah. 
Okay. Then before you know it, you're a big company. You know, I just woke up. I mean, I've told people before, I would rather do what I'm doing right now than golf, fishing, anything else. Really? I would rather go to work because I enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a lot of people within my company, you know, I keep asking them, why do you work? I mean, you know, it's not work if you're really, really, truly enjoying it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the customers the same way. Most of them hate their jobs. Okay. Most people hate their jobs for the most part. All right. But you want to make it to where they don't have to hate this little yeah. portion of their life. And so, you know, so yeah. that's kind of what it's all about. You've won some awards, haven't you? Won some from awards? The, from the, for the company has oh, yeah. from all of your suppliers because sure. of that attitude. Sure, sure, Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Um, yeah, we've won, a, like from Johnson Controls and General Motors, we're always, you know, in the gold, gold thing. Johnson Controls, we were there, well, there were 3,000 vendors. We were in the top five or 10. Um, and again, it's because making good quality and making right. things, you know, a good price and making it to where they, they there's no reason why they want, everyone want to look somewhere else than, right. than with yeah. us, okay? Um, so that's just kind of what we do. So one day I woke up, I walked around my parking lot and I said, oh my God, these are a lot of people working here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's- so You weren't necessarily seeking out to, you didn't no. buy the company and think, all right, we're gonna no, global I had domination on No, I had a goal clips. of doing, we were three million, I had a goal to do six million. And yeah. then when we hit six million, I said, well, that wasn't so bad. Let's go for nine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then when that wasn't there, you know, and then it's, uh, okay, now let's go for 20. Yeah. And then, and now we're going to hit a hundred million. Yeah. So okay. Incremental goals sort of build you up there. With yeah. And it's, yeah. Personal over the years, because we've grown so over, much. Right. Right. Over, right. You know, uh, exactly. Business, and I think, it's personal yeah. relationships and doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. So what I want to ask is, so you've, this company has been able to flourish a lot. Mm -hmm. um, in the past couple of years. And so what was right in the midst of that sort of was uh, 2008, like uh, massive economic downturn. And since tough. so much of your business is in the automotive industry and they had a lot. So how... That was rough. That was a rough year. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like going back and, you know, we tried to have fun. That was not fun. Yeah, okay? I imagine. Uh, 2008, it's when uh, GM went bankrupt, mm -hmm. Chrysler went bankrupt, and Ford pretty much shut down half of their factories. Yep. And that's... So we went from, um, two, at the time, we had 263 employees, mm -hmm. all right, within three days. I mean, we had to talk to everybody and say, guys, you know, uh, this is not right. I have no business. There's mm -hmm. nothing. I, everything was just canceled. Yeah. Um, and so within within a couple of days, I had to go down to 63 employees. Wow. Right? It was tough Yeah. Uh, for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a, one of the worst days that I remember ever. Because uh, the people were just, I mean, it's everything, and people were with you and all that. Yeah. But, but you know what? You, you, um, it didn't take long that we brought most of them back. Yeah. All right. The ones, but prior to that, it was, you know, we, we didn't have a recession for like 20 years, if you remember. All right. Uh -huh. It was a long time. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a proponent of, of ups and downs. I wish it was always up. <laughs> but, sure. there, but there are times where you need a little down. Okay. Uh -huh. I think that we all got a little cocky. The the whole manufacturing industry, everything got cocky, all right? Okay. Uh, and so you need a little kick in the butt every now and then, and that was probably good. Uh, and so we were able to, um, you know, restart. Yeah. And again, we were we were the smaller of the bunch of our of our group, you know. And a lot of the bigger companies that were in the industry, prior, you know, yeah. at that point, 
they were they cut so deep that they couldn't come back out and we were that really when it when we came back out that kind of really helped Termax a lot and the fact that we were able to to react a lot better faster yeah. uh, than most any everyone else did because they were so much bigger and part of a big conglomerate and all that stuff and uh, we were able to come back out and and really adjust really adjust quickly to to okay. the new marketplace yeah. and it was a whole new marketplace at the time yeah that Things was changed. sort of going to be my question is uh yeah maybe not necessarily but sort of what advice would there be for like how to get through something like that and it sounds like being able to quickly adjust you got you got you've got to quickly adjust there's no doubt yeah. about it we uh i remember at the time it was we, we laid off a lot of people we mm-hmm. uh in the manufacturing sector you end up going to your employees and say you know, I'm going to give you a 15% cut in pay, but you're yeah. going to stay here. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to do some dirty, you know, some, yeah. some stuff that just wasn't right. But then three months later, uh, we got them all back up to where they were, and, and we doubled uh, the monies that they gave us back. Or oh. I think we did. Maybe it was, uh, no, 30% more. Oh. Okay, so they, whatever. So, but it was tough, man. It was real rough. Yeah. But it's it, it, it all is for the good. I mean, in the long run, we need that okay. okay and i know right now people are talking about the recessions and the around the corner ah, yeah. nah, nah. and it might be and i don't doubt that it might be mm-hmm. we have reset ourselves up to where um we have a thing that says never again okay. all right never i have plaques all over my office never again will i will we go through that okay um i'm not saying business won't hurt right it's just we've automated so much sure. And you took to that as like a learning opportunity. We took to it as a learning opportunity. We have up. automated to where we're we're prepared now. Okay. You know, it, we may have to let some people go if business goes down, sure. like any company would. Uh, but it's it's turning off some machines as opposed to, okay. you know, yeah. uh, And so we've we've adapted to where we can withstand. Where okay. back then, you weren't sure if you're going to come out of that. Sure. It was that rough. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Every industry, even Bob's industry, even the law oh, industry, oh, it was the tough. law industry was hit pretty hard. Yeah, Everyone, yeah. Um, yeah. even lawyers have bad times sometimes. <laughs> right. Everybody, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm in law school now, and so everyone's telling me how lucky I am to be finishing now when I am instead of back. I know a lot of people who are finishing around that time. They're right. like, Oh, it's terrible. You're so well, be lucky. one of those good lawyers, okay? Be like Bob. Okay, because there's, there's some bad ones out there. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Um, so another thing you mentioned is so you're vastly automated now. And so I would imagine that in the 1970s, there was much less automation oh, happening. Oh, gosh, yes. So yes. what yes. is that? What was that transition like as well? well? The world changes so darn fast, okay? Right. You know, you got these robots now, uh-huh. Bernie. Uh, back even uh, eight years ago, nine years ago, you know, for a robot, you're paying a quarter million dollars for a robot or 100000 for mm-hmm. a for a two-access or a four-access robot. You know, everything's come down to the point where you can afford to get these robots now, sure. right? Uh, and you know, for thirty, forty, fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which is acceptable nowadays, right? Um, so that's helped. Just everything's changed so fast. Yeah. Okay, you know, even in manufacturing, people think of when most people think of manufacturing, metal stamping and plastic injection molding, they think of the History Channel, right? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, you probably do too, already. You know, you don't, a factory is not like it was before, sure. already. Uh, and it's not the history channel. It's not some grungy place that, that's all this and, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, you're getting your hands cut off and things. It's it's not like these are these are automated machines that 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 do that are computers. Yeah. Basically, computers the stamp that go up and down. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a lot of ways, and and things are there's still a lot of skill. There's still yeah. a lot of of you know, skill that you need to mm-hmm. to do this stuff. But uh, probably because of 08 and 09, yeah. um, the tool making world, you know, the world of the tool makers, okay, uh-huh. people weren't going into it as much as they were, okay. all right? You know, uh, get your hands dirty type things. You know, they weren't going to carpentry. They weren't going to tool making. They're not going to electric, electrical, sure. all right? Uh, everybody had to have a, a, a degree, and they all want to be lawyers because you guys are all making the big bucks, <laughs> okay? Or at least that's what everybody thinks. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, you know, we, you had to figure a way that you can do stuff, automate, mm-hmm. you know, stuff within even the tool making world that you don't need as many skilled people. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're trying to get rid of skilled people. It's just, they're not there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, all right. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know if I answer your question or not. I, I tend to, yeah. I tend to babble. <laughs> that's good. So something that's been really apparent throughout our conversation is how much you uh, care about the people around you. And I would imagine yeah. that that um, played a part in, so Termax also has Termax Charities, a yeah. separate yeah. Uh, charity venture. So how did that come about? How did you get involved in that? Um, how did we, it's about 10 years ago, My we had a, we used to always just do these employee golf things and mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? Uh, you know, day out golf, sure. right? Uh, and then we came up with a thing where we started inviting vendors mm-hmm. to our golf thing. You know, instead of doing lunch and stuff, we started let's let's do vendor day, all yeah. right? And then uh, it really came down to it. We got all these people; they got money. We can really maybe uh, maybe take some of their money, okay? <laughs> and, and so it, it winds up being that, and it, it it's it's the most rewarding thing. Mm-hmm. That, that we can do. Bob's part of this whole thing. He's he's he he keeps us sane. At mm-hmm. least you know he makes sure that we have the uh, um, when we vote we have the seconds and the thirds and and I, I you know adult supervision <laughs> adult supervision <laughs> right. So basically we we uh, we have a golf thing every mm-hmm. year a golf outing. We also have a bowling outing and okay. we have a, a couple other smaller things, and so. We've tried to do it a little different than most people. We find that we raise about forty thousand, forty-five, maybe fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay. okay? Uh, and our vendors are just fabulous. I mean, yeah. and so is our employees and all that stuff. You just give, give, give. All right. Well, we kind of <laughs> we have a way of taking their money very sure. well. Okay. We we serve a lot of alcohol at our oh, office. Well, that'll okay? do it. So, um, but and so a couple of years ago, we started off with. Uh, the House of Providence, right, which is out of Detroit area. Okay. And we have kind of a thing to where we only stay with a with a charity two, maybe three years. Okay. Okay. And we kind of want to help them start. Okay. Alrighty. Yeah. They're a uh, it's a fondling charities, and we kind of find them, and we kind of want to help them start. Yeah. All right. So there was this House of Providence in Detroit. Okay. All right. To where they take uh, women from the foster care system, and they. Um, when they age out, typically mm-hmm. when kids, when they age out of the yeah. foster care system, the state, I don't know if I'm right, I'm, this is what I've been telling people, uh, <laughs> that they give them a $100 and a cell phone. Okay. Okay. And it's pretty rough. Yeah. Or any, you know, these kids, 
don't know much. Yeah. They've been through a tough time through foster. Uh, and so there's this group that takes on these kids that want to be helped and saved and all that stuff. Uh, and they, they teach them life skills and they've got deals with the colleges and things oh, like wow. this here. It's where they, they have a house they bring yeah. in. They, they bring them into a house. And they, they basically keep them off the street. And so uh, this group in Detroit does a marvelous job. Uh, they're about six years old. Uh, we've been with, we started with them five years ago. And I'm very proud of the fact that we were, we were one of their first big uh, places. And now they, they just bought 300 acres. Or, wow. Uh, maybe it's not, maybe it's 100 acres, okay? Uh, and they've got a few homes on this property, and they're, they're setting up a men's camp now. Oh, yeah, that sounds side, really and amazing. Women's camp and, and they're doing really well. Just love them to death. Love them to death. And then we went to a uh, our second group or second major group was a uh, uh, camp uh, Camp Dixon, who's a Hector Corona. Oh, Corona, wonderful guy, yeah. wonderful guy. He's from downtown Chicago. He's a trader. Uh, he um, he had forty acres of property out in Dixon, Illinois. Okay, and him and his wife they they basically said they don't really use that. They have a log cabin on the house and on the property, and they weren't really using it very much. So they looked around and said, you know, these kids downtown Chicago, these poor kids that, you know, because of gangs and all those things, they uh, they don't even leave their two-block area. Yeah. You know, it's rough for these kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, most of them never seen a tree that hasn't been, that's not planted in a concrete, mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing, in a concrete hole. Yeah. Okay, so it was rough. So he opened his house to these guys. Wow. Uh, goes to, to the really rough schools. Mm -hmm. Gets the principals, gets the teachers involved, and then he opens his he opens his house and his land to 200 people or 150 people at a time for a week. Wow. Okay, and they'll bring in photographers, bring in mm -hmm. you know zoo animals, and you know these these kids are. It just shows them that there's more to life than just downtown. Yeah. Okay, uh, and so we were able to help him get started. And now I don't know if you realize, Bob, if you got that the other I day. I did. Yes. Thank you. This is unbelievable. The guy just, uh, I mean, he's all in now. He just bought down in uh, Livingston, Livingston, mm, Illinois, right. uh, 167 acres. A day camp. A day camp. Oh, yeah. yeah. A day camp because it, it, at City Kids Camp Dixon, mm -hmm. the kids were intense. Yeah. They didn't have buildings. No. Um, Termax Charities got them started with a huge donation. Yeah. Um, and now they're buying and an entire camp. day wow. camp. And they're only, what, three, four years old now. And so, you know, we, we pride ourselves on trying to get involved in this stuff yeah. early on. And, and then we'll... Hopefully they'll get set up like like House of Providence and like these guys are. Um, some of us will stick around and, and help yeah. personally support these guys. Uh, and so that's been great. And now this year we're, we're into another group, which is out of Lake and McHenry County. Uh, it's a Kiss My Cooley, it's okay. called, okay? Uh, which is kind of a, they, if you picture um, uh, 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 Make-A-Wish, Mm -hmm. The Make-A-Wish Foundation, yeah. it's a national thing. But this is more specific to Lake and McHenry County kids, okay. kids that have brain cancer. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of kids don't make it. You know, there's mm -hmm. like 60% of the kids don't make it, but they give the kids a, a wish, you know. And so they tell the story of one kid that you know, he just happened to love gumballs. Okay, gumballs, <laughs> okay. I don't Okay, we like gumballs. Yeah. So they bought, I don't, I'm going to guess, half a million gumballs. Oh my gosh. Okay. And they had a fire truck there with the, with the oh big ladder and it was raining gumballs. Okay. They, <laughs> okay. For this poor kid. It's just, it's just stuff like that. It's yeah. just, it's little stories that they do for these poor kids that, and, uh, 
it's pretty amazing. It really is. Yeah. So, so that's where we're at. Yeah, I bet it's really great to be able to see these charities sort of get off the ground and see how much more work they're able to do once they sort of get that head yeah. start. Yeah, and you can see it by my face. I mean, I really yeah. enjoy this stuff. It really, it's 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 a lot of fun. And Bob's Bob's been great with this. Um, and it's the directors of Termax plus Bob plus you know some outside mm-hmm. people we have and and um, you know we just literally get involved when we have to leave them because uh, you know we want to go yeah, to the next start a new one. It, yeah. it's it's a little rough yeah you know for these guys but they but they you know they're still wonderful yeah still that sounds incredible I so. do have one question about that so I saw some golfing pictures from the most recent <laughs> event. And I saw a picture of a man golfing while blindfolded, and I just have so many questions. Like, well, what we, was he doing? You know, we we're not we're not an average golf thing. Okay? It seems like it. yeah. <laughs> you know what? If 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 you really want to golf, I remember somebody, somebody last year came to our outing. All right, and on the mm-hmm. third hole, they left because they were golfers. Okay? <laughs> they were serious. They were serious. <laughs> okay, when you come to our outing. Uh, I tell everybody, you know, I, I've seen the prizes, uh-huh. right? And they all suck. Okay, so you're not here for the prizes. You're here for a charity. You're here because we're going to take every dime in your pocket. Okay, and that's the way it is. We're here to. Right. to I like support, that charitable model. We're here to support somebody else. We're not here to do to grade you on your golf. Uh-huh. So, so we said a long time ago. I mean, you got guys like Bob. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried to see him golf? Okay, no. he's really not good. <laughs> Okay. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but but you get guys like Bob that will go out to our outing, already, mm-hmm. because golf is not golf is just one of those things. Yeah. We'll uh, we, we blindfold you, Ronnie. <laughs> we make you hit lefty, Ronnie. We will make you hit with a with a uh, a two foot uh, little kitty club. Uh, we'll. Uh, we put a toilet out in the middle, uh, you know, a, a toilet, and you have to hit the ball into the toilet. Uh, we will, um, it's things like that. Yeah. Okay? Forget uh, the bazooka. Uh, the bazooka, right, right, right. You, you don't want to go. You can't we, just say bazooka, you have to give me more Okay, but, it, but it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's a gun. Oh, you, I know they, what it is, but I they, don't know they, how it factors into a golf You load game. in your golf ball and you shoot it. Okay, oh, so you, okay. you know, those guys that don't want to. Don't want to. You could you know, use a bazooka. You could use a bazooka, of a golf club. right? Sure. Uh, one of the holes we put a dress on you, and you got to golf with a dress, mm-hmm. or any. So it's stuff like that, okay? okay? And it's really, and then there's, you know, uh, yeah. So we're just <laughs> trying to have fun so we can get people out. Yeah, not right? one of those stodgy, boring no, golf events. No, no, no. If you if you want to be, if you want to be blindfolded. Yeah, and right. Use a and bazooka. So, but every year we sell out for some stupid reason. Alrighty. Uh, it's just it's one of those just fun days out. Okay. Yeah. And we just try to have fun. Sure. So people will give and all that stuff if, you know, and we'll. Well, you know, I'll get Bob to sign a golf ball and I'll go around and sell it for $100. Okay? Yeah. Do you do yeah. the same at your bowling events? I'm trying uh, to yeah. picture bowling, a... Bowling, it's more kids-friendly. Okay. So I'm we have trying to, to be... picture a golf or a bowling ball flying out of bazooka. Uh, no, seems no, like no, it would no. have a little bit more damage than No, the bowling ball. event is more family-friendly, so we have to keep things down a yeah. little bit there. So, you know, there are rules. Sure. There are, there are rules to even the crazy people. Okay? So that's yeah. us. Yeah. So when's your next golf event? It's always uh, early to mid-September. Right? All right. Okay. Is it posted on the website? 
Um, probably. Probably. And the, and the bowling event is coming up in The February. bowling event is coming up in February. Right. Are you coming, Bobby? I will be there. Okay, Bobby. I, I mean, will be there. I'm, I'm sorry. There. I'm sorry. I'm at your office, Mr. Tepper. That's fine. Bobby <laughs> I don't fine. think anybody in this office ever calls him Mr. Tepper. Mr. Tepper. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah, so. so that's what we are. Great. Okay. Yeah. So if people want to check that out, where should they go for that? Uh, our website. I, Termax, I don't. Termax Charity says its own website. Yeah, termaxcharity.com. www. If if you're from my school, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yes. Next question. I actually think that pretty much covers everything I want to talk about. Yeah, I know. Well, thank yes. you very much. Yeah. Yeah, thank uh, you. Mike. Thank, no, I do want to th thank you for your time. Much appreciated. Um, Bill made a good choice when he volunteered Me. you yeah, right. yeah. to come yeah. and do this. Right, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I don't do this very often. Well, thank you. I don't really you. enjoy it. Yeah, this is enjoyable, but it's not. Yeah, well, Bob's we appreciate this okay. uh, no, singular interview we got out of you. So We appreciate your coming down and doing this and right. taking the time. Yeah. You got it. for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago as produced by the SATC Solution Center. As always, feel free to reach out to us on social media with your comments and suggestions. You can email us at solutioncenter at satcltd.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram where our handle is at Bridging Chicago. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Nothing contained in this podcast shall constitute financial, investment, legal, and or professional advice. No professional relationship of any kind is created between you and the podcast host or guests. You are urged to speak with your financial, investment, or legal advisors before making any investment or legal decisions. Furthermore, the opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of the SATC Solutions Center, Shank Annis Tepper Campbell, or any of its employees. This podcast is created by the host and guests' individual capacities. All opinions on this podcast are or have been rendered based on specific facts under certain conditions and are subject to certain assumptions and may not and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including but not limited to or use in or in connection with any investment purposes or legal proceeding.